Hello, hello, you lovely listeners. Hey, guys. We're back with another episode of A Sip of Reality. Um, on today's episode, we are talking about somatic energy, mm-hmm. so the mind-body connection. And before we start, remember, we are not medical doctors, and this is not medical advice mm-hmm. at all. We're going to talk about our own personal experience and the experience that we've had through our practice right. and, you know, the learning that we've had uh, to do on our own, yeah. whether it's personal or professional. So this is just a conversation. Yeah. So it is not medical advice. If you're experiencing any of the symptoms we talk about today, please seek help. Please contact your doctor and make sure you are taking care of your body and mind as right. always. And I think that's why we're having this conversation is to everybody's so stressed out right now or coming down from a, you know, mm-hmm. stressful time in this country or mm-hmm. in our in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we wanted to have this conversation because I think so many of you are experienced some of some of these maybe symptoms uh, we have for sure. Mm-hmm. So we just want to um, you know, give you guys some love, give you some information and also, you know, just, again, just actually talk about it. So here yeah, we are. Yeah, exactly. So uh, some, you know, some people may not know what we're talking about yeah. when we talk about somatic uh, symptoms or energies or anything like that. How do you normally talk to your clients about what that is? So I usually relate it to the mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for me, it's how are you, what are you experiencing in your mod, body? Are yeah. you aware of some of the things that are coming up? Whether it's with anxiety, for example, we feel our anxiety so much in our body, and mm-hmm. so many of us are unaware of that. So I'll usually start with that, um, and I always tell my clients about your second brain. And it's funny how mm-hmm. so many of them just look at me like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We <laughs> have one brain in my head. <laughs> so the second brain is your stomach. And how much of your gut health and, um, you know, your brain health, Mm -hmm. all of that, everything in your body is actually connected to your emotions is is incredibly unknown to Mm -hmm. a lot of people. So that's usually the the conversation that I'll go into. And honestly, depending on the client and where they are, then I'll talk about energy because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a conversation that not a lot of people are familiar with or open with. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's usually my, my starter with my clients. What mm-hmm. about you? Yeah. I mean, similar to that is also giving them that background of like, um, you know, our, our bodies kind of go into that fight or flight, especially mm-hmm. when we are mm-hmm. uh, under pressure or stress. Um, yeah. And so our, we get those signals sent from the body into or from the brain into the body, like you just said, and we start to feel the somatic symptoms, mm-hmm. which ends up being, you know, like stomach pains or headaches yes. or, you know, all of those things. And Sometimes people don't, they don't understand it until I give them examples and they're like, oh, yes. I was feeling that. Like, yes. I didn't know that my stomach ache was, you know, associated to my stress level at work or my stress level at home. Totally. And I think especially we were so used to brushing those mm-hmm. symptoms under the rug, right? Like just go, 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 get it done. And it's mostly when we're coming down from it. So a lot of it is, is also can be a delayed reaction. 
action and we start to feel like, again, whatever, whatever it is that's going on. Yeah. Because when we're at that heightened state, we're not feeling it. Right. We're not connected to Mm -hmm. our body because we haven't been trained. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't been told that you'll actually feel it in your body before you feel it. Exactly. If you pay attention. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's what we want to, you know, kind of help you guys also is to, to, look at that to Mm -hmm. feel the body to acknowledge it because it can help to reduce some of that stress later on if you know that it's coming for sure and we'll do that with as you guys know we share a lot of our own personal stories (laughs) and the stories that we've explored the the life that we've experienced with our family and so that's what we want to share with you because I think it seems like a lot of you are relating more to Mm -hmm. our stories which Mm -hmm. you know we would love more feedback on that because you know, obviously you don't feel like this is just happening to you mm-hmm. and us being, um, two therapists who've gone through a lot of, uh, mayhem in life <laughs> <laughs> and we've figured out, uh, for the most part so far how to get through it. Yeah. Um, so just, just let us know if this is resonating with you, if this is helpful or not, because we want, this is, this podcast is literally for you. Right. So... Do you want to start with your story or? Sure. Okay. I think, I think a lot of it, you know, obviously I've, I've talked about it in the past, but, um, for me, I didn't know that I was having somatic symptoms to, um, stress and heartbreak and all that stuff when yeah. I was little. So, yeah. um, I think I've shared in the past that my parents got divorced when I was eight years old and I, um, once you know, I realized what was happening. My mom, I don't remember this too much, but my mom says that I would just all of a sudden be stuck in the bathroom Mm. for hours prior to school or prior, especially prior to seeing my dad, which is interesting because he would pick me up. Right. Um, and so mom would have to like drag me out of the bathroom to go see my dad. And it wasn't that I didn't want to see him is I didn't feel good. So she said that, you know, as a child, I would just have a lot of stomach pains randomly when I was perfectly healthy Mm -hmm. up until then. Um, and, but you know, culturally, I don't think that they really knew what was going on. It was just like, oh, she's growing, yeah. right? Because a lot of our cultures are, they think about any sort of physical issues based on your physical right. body, right. not your emotional exactly. body. Exactly. There was that connection isn't really, wasn't really there, at least right. back then. Yeah. And so she would chalk it up to like, oh, what did you eat? Or, yes. you know, you overate or whatever it was. And, um, but then it, I think it took a few maybe even like a year or so. And she realized, okay, this is, I think she took me to the doctor. That's what it was. And and then she realized that there was something more going on. And that's when they sent me to therapy as a kiddo uh, to see a therapist in regards to my stomach pains. But I didn't know it was Did that. your therapist connect the two or did, did you get remember. education? No, I don't remember. Oh, it's so see? weird. I remember yeah. like the, I remember the office. I remember the dude. It was a guy. And that was <laughs> probably not the best <laughs> decision on my mom's part. Um, and I don't, I don't remember much of that. And, and I don't know that she also got much information either. Right. So, um, it was, it was just that, that whole, like, just take her and do a few sessions and see what happens type Mm. of thing. So we didn't really stay too long, but I did start seeing a therapist for that as a, as a kid. And, um, 
then later on, I ended up realizing it in my divorce that mm-hmm. I was getting the same yeah. exact symptoms. So it's interesting how even the same person, depending on your age, you can still have like the same, you're going to have the same way of your yeah. body reacting to right. it. So I was eight years old with these stomach pains. And then I was 25 years old with these stomach pains, only a little bit more severe because my issues have gotten, had gotten at that point, you know, harder. And you're an adult. So you're yes, processing differently. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's very, interesting to see how even now whether I get when I start to get really stressed out um, I start to feel it mm-hmm. but again like what we're going to talk about it's like you you feel it and you know what to do now because I've trained myself to be able to be like oh oh there you are friend yeah. <laughs> and then friend start to, right and then start to do something about it versus it getting to an ulcer basically what mm-hmm. is what happened when I was 25 years old so it's it's just interesting once you are able to connect your yourself to your body and listen again because we brush things under the rug we listen to it and um you're able to tackle it versus it getting any worse you know so for you i think we've talked about this in the past is so we see a lot of somatic symptoms if we don't take care of them Uh can turn into more Right. And, you know, not, I don't know that everybody agrees with this, but we definitely agree that it's going to manifest in other ways Mm -hmm. if you don't take care of it, especially years and years of it. So tell us your story with that. So, yeah, my story is, uh, is personal and also, uh, related to a loved one, which you guys have heard me talk about my mom a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, and, uh, my mom was a cancer patient. Um, so, you know, one of the one of the things that really was a discoverable part for me as my mom got diagnosed was the understanding of how her cancer came into her body. The mm-hmm. let's the medical side of it will explain that she her cancer was genetic. Mm-hmm. She had a genetic mutation. Mm-hmm. And honestly, genetic mutations do not determine disease. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's unfortunately something that's common in our society is that we think if we have the genetic mutation that we're going to have the disease as well. Right. We didn't know my mom had the mutation until she was diagnosed with cancer. Okay. Um, but so as and me and her, as you know, we were super close and I was her full-time caregiver. So I was with her literally throughout the entire experience of cancer. So as we spoke about it, the more I did research on this exact topic, um, you know, we, we discovered that her cancer was brought on by the emotional distress mm-hmm. um, and mental stress that she had experienced. Mm-hmm. And... If you think about it, the word disease is dis-ease. When you are not able to ease your own emotional and mental pain, it becomes this, this monster, essentially. Right. And so what I would always tell her is, Mom, imagine the emotions that you have experienced your entire life. They are literally setting your organs on fire. Mm-hmm. Your body has been on fire internally for many years Mm -hmm. and the cancer just started just creating itself right to develop so 
you know, and, and, and not to get into too much details, but your marriage has a lot to do with your physical health. There's a lot of research on this. Again, we're not medical doctors doing right. our own research. There's a lot of research on if you're not in a healthy relationship, if you're not in a healthy romantic relationship, chances of you developing diseases are, I think, like 60 or 70% higher. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact They're They're pretty rating, high, yeah. But it is intensely higher. And yeah. it is an actual fact. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that in the older generation, or even in our generation now, the idea of divorcing your significant other is mm-hmm. not really a, a welcoming idea. So you just stay in an unhealthy relationship. And you guys know what Denise and I think about this. Mm-hmm. It's complete bullshit because I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be diagnosed with cancer at 50 and leave two kids mm-hmm. that I literally sacrificed my entire life mm-hmm. for behind. Right. And that was exactly my mom's basically torture of life. Mm-hmm. So it is the, the fact. And she was the type of person that just didn't really express her emotions in a healthy manner. She put it all inside. Exactly. You know, because she was such a loving, caring human being that she exuded all mm-hmm. that love to everyone else. But inside she was in pain. Mm-hmm. And, and I think and that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of our moms. Exactly. Right. They like take it all on. They're perfectly OK to be to show that they're okay for their kids and put their kids exactly. first. Exactly. Exactly. And so that was, that was our story with my mom is that we fully believed that her, and, and it's funny because my mom went into remission three times mm-hmm. all because of the way she started processing her mindset and her, her goal and her, like the wit to live like that, that the instinct to be like, no, I want to beat this, this shit uh-huh. because it really is shit. Right. Um, and so that's, again, that's what I witnessed is that you have the ability to heal yourself. If you have the ability to make yourself sick, you have the ability to also heal yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the message that we want to give you is that this is not a death sentence. Whatever you're experiencing in life, whatever health issues, mental, physical, emotional, whatever it is, it's not the end. Mm -hmm. I can see you wanting to say something. Well, I'm just thinking also like... It's we also we want you to see a doctor, obviously, if you're having these symptoms, right? But then also take a look, like take the lens off of like it being so focal point on just that and what else is going on in your life or what went right. on in your life that you haven't dealt with right. that is causing that could be causing some of this as well. Absolutely. Because we know that, you know, cancers and things like that, they feed off of, you know, stress as well and mm-hmm. all of that the stuff. Stress right. Hormones. Yeah. So if we are constantly sending that stress hormone throughout the body yeah. because you are constantly faced with what the brain thinks is a bear but is really your partner, how the fuck are you supposed to get better? Seven. Exactly. Like I'm sorry, but yeah. No medicine is going to right. uh, help you with that. Right. Your brain doesn't know exactly what exactly. you just said. Your brain doesn't know a difference. Right. Your brain is just producing the chemicals as if a bear is in front of it exactly. and it's in danger. Right. So it is doing everything that it needs to do. It's literally obeying yeah. you right. and the messages that you're sending to it. To protect saying, you. Saying, let me save your ass uh-huh. because you're about to die. But in reality, this is not something that you need to exactly. be, you know, running away from or right. whatever. It's something yeah. that you can work through. Yeah. But I think that, you know, we've, as we've talked about in the past, we've gotten just so used to 
like dealing with it or, you know, you've been in it for so long that you feel like you can't get out of it. But a lot of the reason that we talk about not staying in unhealthy relationships is because you need to put yourself first to be healthy. Like you want to be healthy, right? I don't care. But if you're eating well and exercising and all that stuff, but you're still going back to that partner that is treating you like shit, you are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Your brain isn't healthy. Your emotions are not healthy. Or if you're healthy. treating them like shit. Right. So that's, right. that's two sides. Mm. So if he, whatever anger you have, resentment, whatever it is, whether it's coming from you or someone else, it's still the same situation. Yeah. Whether you're the asshole in the relationship <laughs> or your partner is the asshole, like, <laughs> let's yes, be real here. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Again, your brain is still in the same state. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because even when you are being the asshole, you are also sending those stress hormones throughout the body to, you know, puck up or whatever it needs to be like. It's still the same thing. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my mom's thing. And and it it just I witnessed the power, really the power that we have as human beings Mm -hmm. and how much we can heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. As you said, you Mm -hmm. know, whether it's with the Western medicine mm-hmm. or the eastern medicine or just the power of your own mind mm-hmm. and the power of your own will to want to heal right um and then also what i didn't realize in the midst of being a caregiver and this is a message for those of you who are caring for especially 2020 there's a lot of people who've become caregivers right um and there's a lot of people that are ill whether with covid or anything else but a lot of roles have reversed. Mm-hmm. And so that was my thing. And although I would never change it for anything, and I would take care of my mom for the rest of my life if I had to, mm-hmm. um, what I didn't do is take care of my own emotions. Mm. Because I just took on the load. For me, the way I was thinking of it back then was how could I complain about anything that uh-huh. I'm experiencing when this woman is going through cancer and she is fighting right. so hard to be around for us like, who the hell am I to complain? Mm-hmm. But I swear to you, people, everyone, you have the right to complain because you're still right. a human being. Right. Even if you don't want to verbally complain to someone else, write it down. <laughs> because what happens is that you keep on swallowing those emotions. And I ended up with gastritis, mm-hmm. uh, which is inflammation of your intestines. Right. And so, and that was severely painful for me. And I didn't realize it until it came about as a physical illness. Mm-hmm. You were holding like, on to that the stress hell? the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yes. And the stress was with my mom, with school. We were in grad yes. school back oh, then. With marriage and divorce. Like, there was a lot of shit on my plate, but I didn't take the step back to be like, I need to just yeah. dump some of these emotions. Mm-hmm. And so it ended up coming into my physical being. When did that start for you? Like, when did you start to notice that you were Um, feeling that way? It became more towards the end of my mom's life. Probably, I would say, the last 10 to 12 months of her life. Okay. Um, Because the diagnosis, we knew that it was coming. We knew the end was near. Okay. Um, So processing that emotion and still kind of putting on a mask to be like, I'm not dying inside Mm -hmm. of the fact that I'm going to lose my mom. Mm -hmm. Um. The vulnerability, the yeah, just all sorry. those emotions coming up. Oh, yeah, it was sorry. just a lot. So I was just swallowing mm-hmm. it all. And it does. It literally came out. It's so fascinating how it just shows up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most beautiful part of being this human body is that it warns you. It will send you little yes. signals 
like, hey, I need your help. Yeah. Like, I'm drowning here. Mm-hmm. I need your help. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's when I started taking care of my body because I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I am basically following in the same footsteps as my mom. Mm-hmm. You wow, know, just swallowing those emotions, yeah, right. and not processing it. Mm-hmm. So after you you realized what was going on, what were some of the changes that you made? Um, at that time, I would say more journaling because I honestly didn't have time for anything else. Journaling and exercising. Mm-hmm. I am a the mm-hmm. two of us are different in how you do yoga, but mm-hmm. for me, it's like weight training and exercising, like mm-hmm. at the gym and things like that. That really helps me. Um, just in a sense, like exude those energies mm-hmm. outward, yeah. outwardly, right? Um, and it just con- it leaves my body in that way, right? When we sweat, I always think like I'm sweating to release whatever it yeah. is that's going like on, yes. and I can like even see it physically like coming off my body, and it makes me feel like I'm releasing yeah. it. So yeah, I absolutely, love that. yeah, yeah. Um, and then after mom passed, it was meditation for me. Meditation. Is, is huge, huge mm-hmm. for me. So now have you been able to um, be able to see it and then start to implement these prior, do you feel for like? sure. So my gastritis is, is no longer an issue yeah. unless mm. I am not paying attention Neglecting the to body. my emotions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly it, is that we are, especially as Americans, we are so mm. used to always doing, 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 and we forget that the being part. Right, right. Being a human being part. I literally just and rolled so, my eyes. Yeah. Literally, being an entrepreneur especially. Yeah. You know that. It's, yeah. There's so much shit to do at all times that we're constantly on the run and having relationships and having drama and having whatever. It's Every, life, yeah. right? You just And then you carry on other people's drama mm-hmm. in your family or in your friends. And so for me, I've noticed, I've gotten a lot better, but sometimes I'll be like, ooh, I can feel just a little, little mm-hmm. nagging in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. And you know, as you were as you were saying that, that we're humans and all that, I just, um, something popped up in my mind. Also, I know some uh, fellow therapists listen to our podcast, but even as therapists, we, we take on so much of our oh, clients' yes. uh, energy, right? And Shit, so... <laughs> And so um, even like being able to in in even your sessions, like take a moment to mm. to feel your body also and like did anything pop up for you and taking a moment in between your clients to be able to cleanse that energy because yeah. I really truly believe that we can give off energy, right? So imagine us taking that on of another client and then seeing a client again back to back are we now sending those, you know, that energy into another client that could potentially pick that up? You got to cleanse that shit yeah. in between. Or you were just piling it on. For exactly. Yourself. And so, you know, taking a moment, um, as caregivers, which, you know, I feel like sometimes our, um, career fits into that in a mm-hmm. sense. It's like, taking care of yourself um you know moms especially like taking care of yourself first before you pick up that little one because that little one also feels your somatic you know energy they were in you once or they're so used to being on you that they feel when your heartbeat changes they feel when when you start to feel stressed out and so taking care of yourself and listening to these cues is not only going to help yourself but it's going to help generations to come I love that. And honestly, for me, the way I look at children is that law, just think about physics. 
just, you know, you don't have to believe in the universe or things like that, but it's just energy and laws of physics. Like these children are born with the purest form of energy. Mm -hmm. And so they are here to soak in the experience of being a human being and those energies that you are putting on, obviously not on purpose. Right, right. But subconsciously, the, what you're transferring to them unconsciously mm-hmm. is exactly what starts mm-hmm. the emotional distress mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, one of the things that as you were talking, I'm like, you don't have to meditate. You don't have to do yoga. You don't have to do all these things. It's literally breathing. Yeah. So make sure that like before you pick up that child or for us in between sessions, like that's what I do is just do a couple of different breaths and Mm -hmm. just be like, all right, like and be conscious of like when you're breathing, you're releasing that energy as you exhale. Right. And that's the first thing that goes, actually. Like, if we're really, really paying attention, the first thing that starts to change when you are in a stressful situation mm-hmm. is your breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we stop breathing. We're just so used to yeah, it that we yeah. we don't even pay attention to yeah. it. And I always stop my clients. When I start to see them that they're, like, not breathing, I'm like, I'm going to pause you real quick. Where's your breath? And they're like, oh, shit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we'll do a breath work, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it needs to be one of those things that you practice yourself. You're not going to become an expert at this right away. You have to stop, pause, and, and check in. Do a or little... ever, honestly. You're never going to become an expert. No, no. Sorry, I did the air quotes. You guys can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> Just assume. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, it's one of those things that you have to practice constantly. Yeah. And what I always tell my clients, um, and I do myself as well, is you have to practice when everything's good. Because your brain is in such fight or flight that when you're doing it and you're all messed up, it's not going to like remember that. Mm-hmm. And it's not just going to automatically do it. You have to practice it throughout the day when mm-hmm. things are, you know, quote unquote, okay. Mm-hmm. When you're in a state that is not so, you know, fight or flight. Right. So a couple of other things that I'm thinking about as you're talking is, is that. So our physical being, you you not getting enough sleep, you mm-hmm. not breathing properly, you not eating Basic the right needs. things, uh, you not being able to move your body, whether it's yoga, walking, running, mm-hmm. exercising, whatever it is, the body movement, all of these things are actually adding up to your physical being. Be in distress, mm-hmm. be in dismay and ulcers come from that Mm -hmm. cortisol is released when you're not Mm -hmm. sleeping well right and that increases your weight gain Mm -hmm. the weight that you have in your stomach is because of lack of sleep because then you go for more sugary food or food that's not good for you and that's such a vicious cycle because it keeps like you can't that's why people can't lose the weight in their stomach it's the biggest complaint Uh and what they're not understanding is that you're carrying a lot of stress that you may or may not be aware of yeah And so how do you manage that? How do you concentrate on, all right, this is the the idea of I only need four hours of sleep is bullshit. I honestly, and I'm going to put it that dramatically because it is. Mm -hmm. There is scientifically, it's been researched, your body needs more than Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It is not just four hours of sleep because we live in this world, this idea of I got to hustle. And and that's a great point that you just brought up is also like 
realizing what it is that you need. I think we all need to get to know our body mm-hmm. in a state that is not so stressed out to know, okay, what what is what do I actually need? Like of sleep, how much hours do I actually need versus right. how much do I actually get? Yeah. Because we're so, again, like you just said, we're so used to go, 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 and we need to meet these deadlines and all that bullshit that we ignore what our body actually needs. And if we are ignoring these things, we're, how the hell are we supposed to function and operate correctly? Like, right. we're not. Right. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny, our, our next episode is going to be related to this, but it's setting boundaries mm-hmm. with everything even with your with your the food that you take in so i'm thinking everything. the reason why i brought this up is i'm thinking culturally mm-hmm. you know i'm persian you're mexican we have certain types of food that we eat we mm-hmm. have traditional like for you guys spicy food is very mm-hmm. traditional uh for us like tea is probably the biggest thing like ever since we're a little black tea mm-hmm. is something that we drink uh so it's caffeine um you know, there's certain things like we eat a lot of yogurt or just things, dairy, things yeah. like that. And we it eat a lot doesn't of bread. work. What? <laughs> we eat a lot of bread. <laughs> we eat a lot of bread and rice. Yeah, same. Yeah. So that's all fine. Like, I'm not bashing any culture, but just because you were born in a culture that does things a certain way does not mean your body is ready to really take in the spices take in the dairy take like it might reject it Mm -hmm. so culturally (laughs) we're like you're fine like just eat it it's good for you or as my mom would say oh you're not you're on a diet so i can't make this food anymore for you (laughs) so just (laughs) love you mom recognize your body exactly you might yeah. not be okay with some of the foods that's common in your culture and so saying you know what that doesn't work for my body mm-hmm. is okay exactly yeah putting it's yourself okay. first like in everything the what your culture feeds you or says to you even the narratives that it you know that it right. that brings so right. uh, this episode is just for you to remember to put yourself first to listen to your body yeah. and to connect to it a little bit more yeah. i think the biggest thing that that helped us is you know seeing therapists and you know having our exercise regimen and and again putting ourselves first or which press, some people yeah. think that is quote unquote selfish mm-hmm. when in reality no you're not being selfish mm-hmm. in order for you to function towards other people you have to be okay right so actually being selfless doing things that are healing you Mm -hmm. because then that means you can give back to other people who are wanting that from you and i think that's something that not a lot of people understand right right? and so that's what we're here to preach is girl put yourself first take care of yourself that second stomach of yours Mm -hmm. because or second brain of yours your stomach is your second brain Mm -hmm. it literally makes you anxious depressed, angry, sometimes your emotions are actually coming from your stomach and it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with how your life is going. Exactly. And that's the part that I think a lot of people miss is that, oh, I don't know why I'm feeling depressed or anxious. Uh, maybe it's because you have acid reflux mm-hmm. or maybe it's because your stomach is just in knots at all times mm-hmm. right? and you're not listening to it. You haven't been breathing for like 10 years <laughs> like seriously yeah. you've been holding your breath and that's the shallow thing. breathing think it sounds that, funny mm-hmm. because we, like people are like well i am well obviously i'm breathing because i'm alive mm-hmm. no you're gasping for air in mm-hmm. a sense exactly we have you're to not. work on that emotion and, and no longer take that 
those gasps, but you know, it's, it's a hard, it's, it's something hard. It's not easy mm-hmm. to, to go in there and listen to yourself and, and, and acknowledge and realize what is happening. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes we get so used to it that exactly. again, you We're don't want so to go there. To so it, it's difficult. And so we you know we want to praise you if you are, you know, listening to this and wanting to make those changes, like that's yeah. hard and good for you because you deserve it. Do it for you. Yeah. Honestly, do it for you. I love that I'm like the devil over here and she's the angel over there telling you to, to, you know, good for you as you're accomplishing some of your healthy goals. <laughs> and I'm over here yelling at you. <laughs> but it's true. Honestly, like Denise just said, I think it takes a lot um, of really self-love and dedication and yeah. and just a different type of processing and caring for yourself mm-hmm. and and that in in turn will become a part of you caring for your family and your loved ones mm-hmm. too is the second you tune into yourself to understand your own needs whether that's your physical needs your emotional needs and and the connection between the mind body um, right. you'll just feel better you feel better, and in turn, you'll help other people mm. in your family feel better. And who doesn't want that? And you'll just live an overall healthier, happy life, like yes. more fulfilled. You'll be able to do yes. the things that maybe it's harder for you to do right, right now. You'll be able to have, you know, more friendships or mm. or more solid, you know, small friendship mm. groups. You'll be able to accomplish so much <clears throat> more if you allow yourself to to dig in deep, to learn who you are, to learn yeah. what works for you and right. doesn't work for you. So do the work, friends. I love how you just said to learn who you are because that also includes your body, learning Oh, your absolutely. Body. That's a big part of the work. Yeah, because we always think about learning who we are in, in personality and in emotion and in thought. Mm-mm. But your body is also, you're carrying, you're in this vessel. Right. You're in this borrowed vessel. How are you going to take care of it? Mm-hmm. Because it, it literally is a baby that is waiting for you to take care of it. Right. And it needs you. Amen to that on that note. Amen to that <laughs> on that note. Cheers, cheers. my friend. <laughs> cheers to your health. Cheers to your happiness. Cheers to longevity. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you.